Hello and welcome down to North Star Community. I am Scott, one of the pastors. And I'm Teresa, the other pastor. We are here bringing you a message recap. Um, But you already knew that. So, let's jump in. We're in a series on forgiveness. We've talked about a number of things. In the previous week, we talked about the fact that um, as a community, it's sort of our job to create an atmosphere of loving acceptance, of genuineness, of empathy, of um, positive regard for each other, being able to view each other in a positive light. And I think that... um, this conversation on on being a community that creates this positive conditions and having an atmosphere of that um, leads to the possibility of people being forgiving kinds of people, which harkens back to messages we gave a number of years ago on forgiveness, where we talked about, let's create an environment of forgiveness. Let's create an atmosphere of forgiveness so that it's something that kind of flows so that we don't have to think solely in terms of me forgiving you in a one-to-one relationship, but that um, being a forgiving kind of group of people is just as important as making sure that you forgive that one person that you're struggling to forgive above all others. Right. And so I think that um, my guess is that emphasizing the community piece of forgiveness, in other words, being, you know, viewing yourself as part of a group of people who are pursuing a certain way of life, a certain way of seeing, and having forgiveness flow out of that, my guess is that that, that conversation was um, part of what, and I don't want to say inspired, but just part of what led to this next message. Yeah, it was really one sentence where uh, in last week's message, you said to the, to the folks uh, gathered, um, put your cart before your horse. And... Um, and you broadened the context of it and talked about, you know, the aspects that helped people change. And um, so that the, really... The idea of pulling the cart before the horse, pulling <laughs> the cart before the horse was essentially to say, treat people as if they're forgiven, whether or not they've harmed you. Right. Right. And, right. and um, in that way, we will be creating the possibility for people to feel forgiven and then they will be able to forgive more freely themselves. Yeah, so that was that idea. And also change, remember? Because this was also after that message where you had unpacked two different times when Jesus says, um, go and sin no more in essence to people. Right. And so this idea was not go and behave perfectly, but realize that... You have been forgiven. It gives you a fresh chance, a fresh start, a do-over about how to live your life. You're no longer stuck with who you were. You can now choose who you want to be going forward. Yes. And so then I came into the message with this larger focus in mind, and it made me think that so often we focus on forgiveness in one direction or another, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on the shiny circumstance that currently catches our attention, right? We either are thinking about our wrongdoing and our relationship with receiving forgiveness, or let's be honest, more often the wrongdoing of another and our part in um, whether or not we want to give forgiveness. But I think, and and in this message, I'm going to make the case that forgiveness might be better considered if we think of it as deciding what kind of world we want to live in and create for our children and our grandchildren. 
Right. So um, I think what you're saying there is uh, we could view forgiveness just in terms of the discrete acts. I was harmed. I need to forgive this person. Right. Or um, to, to borrow some of the language we've already used, it's are we going to live in such a way as to create an atmosphere in the world around us in our lives and then hopefully leading to an atmosphere in the world where forgiveness seems like just sort of a logical part of living. Well, you know... Not um, logical, but natural. natural, Like a natural outflowing of living. Right. You know, do we want to create a world where people can thrive or do we want to create a world where people behave out of fear of being judged or found out, you know? Right. Um, Do we want to create a world filled with depression, shame, and trauma, filled with people who don't believe change is possible? Or do we want to create a community where people feel like they can learn from their mistakes and that their mistake doesn't define them? Right. And that's the point of this message. So... Um, I want to tell you a story. Or that you don't have to be isolated because you made a mistake. You don't have to leave the community and then live on your own. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can do hard things. I made a big (laughs) mistake last week and forgot to show up to a commitment of something where I was going to be a speaker. (laughs) And uh, it's a commitment that I do every year. It's one of my favorite commitments of the year. And I don't know why I forgot, but I did. I forgot to show up. I had no good reason, had no overlapping appointments. I just forgot to show up. Uh, When I told what I told, so this is the small negative. I got one small negative thing and then then a bunch of positives. But I was telling somebody that I forgot it and they said to me, I can't believe you did that. How in the world could you have made such a big mistake? You, it's it's a legit question, but I'm not sure it's creating the world we want to live in, right? Right. Um, my other the other response was from the person who actually filled in for me on the fly at the last minute, and I have no doubt that she probably did a better job than I would have done with all my preparation. And her name is Linda Hancock, and she's amazing, and I love her. And she is a person who believes in creating a world where people believe in change. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to figure out who had stepped in for me. And when I did, I texted her and I said, hey, I understand you covered my sin or you know something like that. I mm-hmm. understand you saved my bacon or whatever I said to her. Mm-hmm. And here was her response. It sounds like a more polite version than what you might have actually said. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I try to clean my act up. But go on. So... Uh, in her response, she says, "I once left a hundred. Uh, I once left eight hundred people waiting for me to come speak, and I never showed up." Mm. And she said, "And I and th- and this was unbelievable. Talk about positive regard, acceptance, and affirmation, right?" She said, "And I was de- the only beef I've got in all this is I missed hearing what you had to say, and I was really." eager to learn from you. So make sure the next time you're going to teach this topic, you let me come. Are you kidding me? Isn't that brilliant? Well, one one of the messages that you got suggests you're the kind of person who makes this sort of mistake. Like, how could you do this? Like, how could you be the kind of person who makes this kind of mistake? And, the and other- I am. <laughs> 
and the and the other I one I do make mistakes. Well, the other one suggests um, you made a mistake, but um, you're the kind of person that's worth learning from. So the first one highlights the error. The second one helps me remember that I'm more than my mistake. Right. And that's beautiful. And so in trying to talk about this message, um, this was the verse that we that I chose. Um, um, but before I get to that, uh, let me say something else about what I, what I talked about in this message, because I think the imagery is pretty big deal. So weeks and weeks ago, I had told a story that I thought was extremely powerful, so why not use it again, because I just couldn't help myself, about the story of Odysseus returning home after the Trojan War. And in this story, the, he and his people are rowing their boat home, and obviously everyone wants to get back there. They've clearly been, they've been in war, so they're, they've been traumatized, and they are, the war is over, and they are returning home to their families and to their community. And they stop off at an island that um, is inhabited by the lotus eaters. And the lotus eaters eat a lot of lotus. And the effects of this plant is that um, makes them forget their purpose for living, their drive for being. Um, and it just makes them extremely forgetful. And all they want to do is sit around and eat more edibles. And uh, not the language that the original writer used, FYI. But they give these edibles to uh, Odysseus's men. And they too forget that they want to do anything other than sit around all day munching on these edibles. And in this story... Um, Odysseus plays the role of Linda Hancock. And what Odysseus does is he goes to great effort to create a world where his men, in spite of it looking like they don't care whether they go home or not, Odysseus remembers who they are when they're not eating edibles and he picks them up on his shoulder and he carries them back to the boat and he sits them on their benches where they row with their big oars and he ties them down until all the THC gets out of their system and they can remember yet again that they want to go home. And they make it home because Odysseus remembered and because Odysseus um, disciplined himself, made a choice, whatever it was about Odysseus, where he stayed alert and chose not forget. To forget. And so this is my reminder to all of us about what God said about us. And it's in 1 Peter 2. So this is the passage where it's talking about that we're chosen by God for priestly work. And then it says this, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So remember in this context of forgiveness, Scott, that we've been talking about uh, forgiveness as a an expression of mercy and a fresh start, right? Right. So this is this is what I'm saying. Pete must have been saying when he wrote this this book, this letter. You know that um, you're a people who have received mercy. Now give it. Don't forget. Don't 
Don't become a lotus eater. Don't forget that this is why you're here. Lean into this. Don't be distracted by the shiny circumstance of whether you've wronged and feel ashamed, whether you forgot to go to a meeting, or whether somebody has wronged you and, and you're really not wanting to show mercy. There's more going on than that. And so my point in this message is that forgiveness does not happen in a vacuum, that it's part of belonging to God, and it's a way to say that we are living as a community. And I think that's really important. Yeah, it, 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 um, well, it makes me think that, um, not just do we normally talk about forgiveness in terms of discrete acts, but we talk about forgiveness as if it's a thing unto itself and not something that is a product of, you know, in this way of seeing forgiveness is a product of being a person who's a part of a group who have received mercy and they're defined by the fact that they have received mercy and now they are being instructed to live as merciful people because they've received mercy and forgiveness flows from that, right? right. So like forgiveness is not um, the first thing in, in the list of things. Forgiveness right. is something that flows out of an identity. Forgiveness is not an identity unto itself. Right. Or right. being a forgiving person is part of being a merciful person. Right. Right. Not the other way around. Right. Exactly. And let's let's not forget, because we get so distracted by our shiny circumstances and get so drilled into the details, like, you know, you want me to be merciful to him, you know. But Let's remember that the people to whom Peter was writing um, were living in Northern Asia, prominently, predominantly in a pagan world. Um, they had this new way of seeing, you know, they, they, had, they had been given this vision for a God who loves them, a son who saved them, a spirit who leads them. And yet, in the midst of their day-to-day -day life, they were being subjected to all manner of cruelty, prejudice, and discrimination. And they lived in this hostile world where I can imagine that they felt like they had to defend themselves in order to live. They were in survival mode. But even then, Peter says to them, put your cart before your horse. Um, they were not told to wait until conditions were favorable. They were not told that if they changed, conditions would improve. They were instructed to be the favorable condition as a community. And part of that favorable condition is they were to create a community of mercy that showed up in the form of forgiveness. So, so, the, so we've got all this going on. Um, they're told to be the change. Um, they're not guaranteed that conditions would be more favorable. Um, and then in that message, I, I added another element to it, which was, um, because we live in a community, um, we're like people in Odysseus's boat, right? So I went back to the Odysseus story, and I said our ability to forgive is something we can do because we have all folks rowing the boat toward it. Meaning that we have, that we catch a vision for unified purpose, um, where each person is trying to move in that direction 
which means the group itself is moving in that direction. And it also means that if one person were not moving in that direction, the whole group would still move in the direction of their purpose, even the person who is rowing the opposite way, right? Because their force would overcome the force of that person. Yeah. So on the day where I forgot to show up, it didn't mean that the larger community still didn't get the benefit of having somebody come and serve them in a teaching capacity because my hands fell off the oars, but sitting right next to me in the boat was my friend Linda Hancock. Right. And she rode a little harder. And I greatly appreciate that. And it kind of inspires me. Um, and I hope I never forget that when I'm rowing again and the person to the left or right of me, hands fall off the oar, uh, that I'll row a little harder with the same grace and mercy and positive regard that Linda showed me. And so what I want to say about all this is, again, we can breathe. There's... there's um, there's margins for us to not be able to do in any given moment or be in any given moment who we want to be so long as we're in community. Yeah, and I think this point of unified purpose was um, in terms of trying to become people who are forgiving people or people who are merciful people was important. I think that one of the points you made is that it's so common for us to live uh, only in terms of um, surrounding ourselves with people who have similar interests, right? Similar superficial interests, right? right? Like you like doing the same, you like playing the same kinds of games or going to the same kinds of restaurants. And it's like saying, no, you're called to something much higher than this. You're called to a unified purpose, a way of being in the world that's going to make the world a better place. It's going to make people better people, more uh, dare we say more Christ-like, more God-like? Right. God-like, not in the sense of power, but in terms of like reflecting the image of God. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, that's a much higher calling, and it's much harder to get there. And it's suggesting that people may have similar interests to you, or they may not, but you are called to row with them towards the same location which is to be a people of mercy and in the process of becoming a people of mercy, become capable of forgiving, which right. in, our, in our language is about refusing retaliation. Right. First right. and foremost. Right. So, you know, uh, I'm just and forever, always was and will forever be uh, grateful for the Linda Hancocks of the world that continue to... Um, give me a very tangible um, uh, practical vision for what it's like and the joy of um, what it's like to be in an environment where somebody knows how to have unconditional positive regard, express empathy, um, those things that you talked about in last week's message. Right. Man, this is a great way to live. And um, and I want to be that person. So um, I want to be that royal priesthood. I want to be a part of a holy nation. Because, frankly, um, I think it's the only thing that's going to save our bacon <laughs> as, a, as a world. 
Yeah, somebody is going to have to rise above the tit-for-tat way of seeing and living that is so definitive of our current culture. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, um, as tempting as it is to want to find something that softens the reality of living in a harsh world, which might involve edibles, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to choose to follow Linda. Yeah. And um, very grateful to have the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that brings us to our recommendation time, the recommendation station. And you're rolling your eyes because this is the second podcast that we've recorded continuously and you struggled to come up with something the first time. So I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to recommend not a thing. Um, but, um, a relationship, we, um, so often encourage those who are, um, in 12 step communities of one kind or another to have a sponsor. And I think in light of what we're talking about with forgiveness, um, it occurs to me that if you haven't had 12 step experience, um, or the experience of having a sponsor sponsee relationship, then, um, I'd encourage you to try that out for the sake of having somebody to encourage you regularly to live out of your certain way of seeing. It doesn't have to be about the 12 steps or making a specific change, but consider inviting uh, inviting someone to become a deeper level of friend who becomes sort of like a, you know, um, not necessarily somebody who's above you or better than you, who's like a spiritual mentor, but invite somebody to walk alongside you. Uh, where you can share in um, the process of trying to figure out what it means to live out of your certain way of seeing. Um, Consider having a relationship where you get together specifically to talk about uh, matters spiritual. Um, It's something that can, um, it can be really transformative in and of itself. So you recommended um, a, a thing to do relationally, I'd like to recommend a thing to do activity-wise. Okay. Basketball? Um, well, that, that, that could be one of the options. But here's what I'd recommend you doing. Do something in the next few weeks that you've never done before that really introduces you, makes you remember that you're – get you out of your rut, which, mm-hmm. you know, being in a rut is another way that is another edible, Right. So invite somebody out to dinner, mm-hmm. uh, go get a dessert with somebody, um, invite somebody to have coffee with you, uh, go for a walk in a completely different environment. Um, your brother and I often try to walk um, Bell Island, which is here in Richmond, and it's cool, and I like doing that. makes me feel younger. <laughs> um, and uh, go stand by the river. Um, go to a movie you never thought about seeing in a theater you've never been to. You know, do something different. Go to an art museum. Uh, sign up for one of these little crafty classes that that are around. Um, go do something completely different that shakes up your brain. So I think I hear you saying, go do something different. Yeah, just go do something different. One different thing. I, would you like to know what I'm doing? Okay, sure. So I'm going uh, to Cross Creek Nursery Friday night with a group of gals, and we're going to make gingerbread houses. There you go. 
So I'm That'll doing it. You time. should do it too. Okay. You've made lots of gingerbread houses, so I'm guessing the different thing is doing it at Cross Creek Nursery. With adults and not three-year-olds. Okay. Or middle schoolers. Yeah, middle schoolers and high schoolers, which we did last week. All right. Um, you've heard music at various points in this podcast. It comes to us courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions, who can be found on the web at sessions.blue. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, um, for whatever reason, you can find us on the web at northstarcommunity.com. We really appreciate you listening. We will be back next week.